0: Hi, everyone.
1: It is Tuesday, the 13th of April 2021. This is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later business conditions are at record high levels. But first, we'll talk about electricity prices because the ACCC says households in Australia's eastern and southern states have the potential to save a combined $900 million in electricity costs. The Consumer Watchdog says prices fell 9% since the middle of last year, which equates to an average annual household saving of about $126. So for more on that, Anna Napoli spoke with Rod Sims, the chair of the HC.
2: So Rod, why have electricity prices fallen? Electricity prices have fallen because of the significant reduction in wholesale prices, that is the cost of actually generating the electricity. That's gone down because there's been a, a flood of new generation coming into the market, essentially renewable generation. And because that's reduced the cost of generation, uh, then, then the, the, the cost to consumers is coming down and $900 million of savings for consumers and small business, which is just great news. These reductions, the sort of 9% reduction, $900 million of savings for consumers. This is just the first installment There's further reductions to come because the reduction in the cost of producing the electricity is so large it hasn't all yet flowed through to consumer price reductions. So more reductions are coming and we're going to make sure that in addition to the roughly 9% reductions consumers are looking at now, we're going to make sure those get passed on, but future reductions as well. So there's a lot of good news for electricity consumers for once. So, Rod, how can consumers get the best deals? Well, we're doing two things at the ACCC. Firstly, we're checking that these price reductions are what they should be. And secondly, we're checking that the retailers make sure consumers get the benefit. The onus is under the legislation the government's giving us. given us. The onus is on the electricity retailers to make sure consumers get the benefit. Now, I always encourage... Uh, consumers shop around because you can get better deals by doing that but on this occasion it's up to the electricity retailers to make sure that consumers get the benefit of these lower offers.
0: And how will you uh, ensure that retailers are doing what they're meant to be doing in passing on the uh, price reductions?
2: The legislation the government's given us is very powerful legislation. It has very large penalties. We're looking at the uh, not only the price offers that the electricity companies are making, but making sure that they're passing those through and checking what they're doing. We've got a couple of companies we've got some concerns about. We're asking them a whole lot of questions. So we've got a sizable team engaged in this and looking very closely at everything particularly the main electricity companies but some of the smaller ones as well exactly what they're doing to make sure that it's passed on.
0: Is there anything that consumers should do if they think that the discounts aren't getting passed on?
2: If consumers think they're not getting the benefits of these roughly nine percent reductions obviously it depends where you live the reductions are much less in the ACT much higher in Victoria. But first of all, ring your retailer, find out what's going on. Why hasn't your bill gone down? But secondly, yes, uh, very happy for you to call us. That will give us extra evidence to, uh, uh, to feed into our analysis to make sure that when we contact the retailers, we've got a good story to put to them about whether they've done enough to make sure consumers get the benefit of these significant price reductions.
1: Anna Napoli there, speaking with the chair of the ACCC, Rod Sims. Now to the Australian share market, which rose today, but only just by 0.1% to 6,976. The miners were weaker. The banks were mostly higher. Zip, the buy-now-pay-later company, was the best performer on the 200, up 17% following a trading update. For more on that and the rest of the market moves, I spoke earlier with the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer, Scott Phillips. Scott, the market's a bit flat today. Why?
3: Ricardo, good afternoon. It is a story, unfortunately, when the banks and the miners aren't going anywhere, neither is the market. Both the big banks and the big miners are flat to down today. And the growth in the consumer stocks, just not enough to drag us higher.
1: Right, US corporate reporting season begins this week. I'm guessing the numbers from the banks will be closely monitored. How will the results influence trade?
3: I think this is going to be a big one, Ricardo, because this is the story of the kind of rest of the Western world's recovery from COVID. We know we've been pretty much ring fenced here, of course, for all the political and and management reasons. But the rest of the world is still trying to grow while dealing with COVID, effectively at the same time. If the U.S. companies can deliver decent earnings growth and those banks can keep their balance sheets reasonably clean, then we should be in good shape. If not, it might be pause for concern for Australia.
1: And I guess uh, the biggest mover on the 200 today is by now pay later company Zip. Uh, With so much talk recently, especially at the beginning of the year, of a switch away from growth stocks like technology into value, what do you make of it when you see moves to this extent by Zip? Because Zip was up more than 10% at one stage today.
3: Yeah, Zip's had a, a spectacular day. On a really good quarterly update, by the way, this is fascinating. I do think the so-called rotation, I hate the term, but the rotation from from growth to value was really overdone. The sense that, yes, there might be some opportunity in some of the left-for-dead stocks, ones that are going to literally bounce back, as does the physical economy. So there is value there. Some of the companies that have been ignored, though, some of the e-commerce retailers that, frankly, are cheaper on a PE basis than the likes of Woolworths. And you ask yourself what the growth trajectories of both those businesses are likely to be moving forward. It's fair to say, I think, that the market still needs to work out what is long-term growth and what is short-term opportunity. Maybe today's move in Zip might be a reminder that some of those growth companies are going to have long-term growth potential, that the big guys won't.
1: Scott Phillips there from The Motley Fool. Now let's talk about the economy with some good news and even with the end of JobKeeper, Australia's businesses are feeling more confident than they have in years and business conditions are at record levels. That is according to NAB and for more I spoke to NAB's Chief Economist, Alan Otter. Alan, business conditions are at a record high.
0: Why? I think the economy is still very strong. Uh, We look at Trading, profits, employment, all those things are at record highs. Uh, retail is still pretty strong, manufacturing coming back. We're seeing Victoria coming back very strongly as well. Um, I see this as part of an economy that is on the path to recovery from the virus. Um, and even things like Ford orders are also at a record high. So um, confidence maybe not quite as high, but it's still very close to the record.
1: Does this all surprise you, especially the strength?
0: It surprised me a lot. I thought last the February numbers were pretty strong uh, and I sort of doubted of them. And now they're significantly higher again. So um, you know, we've been doing this thing since 1996 and these are the strongest numbers we've ever had.
1: So what does this say about the way the economy has come through the pandemic-led recession?
0: Um, I think it says the Australian economy has come out very strongly um, and, uh, you know, I suspect it will continue to improve. Now, there will be lumps and bumps in the road and the end of JobKeeper, we really don't know what's going to happen. But this is saying in the month before JobKeeper stopped, the Australian economy had a fair bit of momentum. So
1: this is one of the reports that the RBA looks at quite closely. What will it be thinking?
0: It's saying the economy is doing really well. Um, it will still say, look, it's not always straight up from here, Um, and they'll sit back and watch. But this would give them a lot of faith that the economy is doing well. Their their problem will be that they'll say, look, you need to get unemployment probably below 4.5% before you get wages pressure. If you don't get the wages pressure, you're not going to get inflation. Uh, And so, therefore, yes, they'll like this, but no, they won't change the policy on the basis.
1: Surely there are risks, though. Everyone's talking about the slow vaccination rollout. How is that reflected in the survey?
0: It's not really reflected in the survey because this was, well, it's only a couple of weeks ago. I can't see it reflected in the survey. Everything's strong. When you look at what the slower vaccination might mean, it's hard to see at a macro level that it's going to essentially really hurt. And the reason for that is, yes, it will hurt those exposed to international travel and education and all that sort of thing. But basically in Australia, more people essentially go overseas than people come here. So what happens is people either will go for holidays locally or they'll spend locally. So you get a sort of a different pattern of growth, but I think overall probably not a lot of uh, difference overall.
1: And just finally, how does this report actually reflect some of the anecdotal stories we're seeing out there of small businesses, especially that aren't doing well, that have suffered during the pandemic, and then talk of potential insolvencies as we've come out of JobKeeper.
0: Well, what it says is that small business and some of our internal data, which we put out at each fortnight, is saying SMEs are doing pretty well. The JobKeeper problem is going to be in the tails, by which I mean some specific industries. So I think art, recreations, I think... Uh, some of the hospitality sectors, anything to do with CBD, think education. So they're going to, and, you know, roughly we know that about 100,000 jobs on JobKeeper who are working no hours. So I suspect what you're going to see is some pause temporarily in the sort of fall in the unemployment rate, uh, and then it sort of renews after a couple of months.
1: Alan Oster there for from NAB. He's the Chief Economist. That is SBS On The Money for this Tuesday, the 13th of April 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo.
0: This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.